You're listening to Stuff Weekly, episode 559. Maybe the 90s were a mistake. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Stuff Weekly, the show where we take a random theme and give it a shot every week. You can find show notes and all past episodes over at yninteractive.com, and you can subscribe to us pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I'm Cody Coleman. I've been doing this thing for a long time, and also with us, we have other people who have been doing it a long time, including the uh, always-centered Ms. Nikki Wright. Welcome, Nikki. Thank you. It's so great to have, be here you're you're so loved here and uh, uh you know um along with the 100 other people that are here that i live with that you live with yes. yeah Digi- digi- digital hugs across the that air. that oh, is a, that is too much hug i don't like it it is uncomfortable I, I, I don't like it i don't like it wait i like it yeah, he, everyone comes around eventually. Yeah, that yeah. is how that works. Also with us, we have an all-around funny guy and a fellow who wasn't sure if his past still stood up to modern-day scrutiny, so he's making efforts to relive it, Mr. Matt Krua. Welcome, Matt. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm all about. I got that tattooed on my stomach. <laughs> the whole sentence? Uh, the whole yeah, thing? The, whole th- the whole thing. Cool. Yeah. I got a big belly. Yeah, well, fine. <laughs> hey. You know, you can wrap around if you need to. That's always no, no, the, the no, the uh, the tattoo artist did not have word wrap. Oh no! Yeah, he he d- wasn't using Paint Shop Pro. He can't like write it in a spiral yeah, or anything like it was that. Just word pad. Ah, uh, yeah, that's the um, problem. Yeah, yeah, it sh- at least like get Print Shop Deluxe or something. That's yeah, like, I've got half the sentence on like my picks, my scroll. Yeah, kid picks. Yeah, yeah, kid yeah right. Picks. <laughs> uh, also with us, we... you know, in hindsight, that's a real bad name for a program. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that that wow. program gets you arrested nowadays. <laughs> sure does. Anyway. So sorry. Continue yeah, on no, with the introduction. That was that was a good interjection. <laughs> it was uh, a good nostalgia moment. Yeah, absolutely. We also have with us an all-around great lady and the nostalgic ne'er-do-well, Ms. Amber Lee. Welcome, Amby. I live in the past because the future sucks too much. Mm-hmm. And the present is yeah. exhausting. So yeah. Welcome everybody. We're back. We played some uh, some RPGs last time, and uh, now we're back to our normal bullshit. So, uh, congratulations! Yeah, normal world. bullshit. Normal <laughs> bullshit. Normal, normal bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. Normal bullshit. I like it. Normal bullshit. Hashtag normal bullshit. Um, so, uh, like I said at the beginning of the episode, uh, we are doing random themes all the time, and this time we decided, look. The present sucks. The future sucks. Let's see if the past also sucks by reliving old television shows that we loved as children uh, or or young teens in some of our cases. Um, so, yeah, we're, we uh, each watched a show we remember super loving uh, and we, we're going to talk about it. So uh, if, if you want to hear hot takes on the modern television shows, this isn't for you. But if you want hot takes on the old television shows, we're here for you. It's basically like a book club, but instead of a library card, you have like a Hulu subscription. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes you pass it around your friend group. Sometimes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I yeah. mean, not not really. I mean, don't don't sue us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't 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 charge us extra. No, never. It, it, we didn't really do that yet. No. Yeah, we said we didn't. Oh, wait, no, that's, We're not liars. That's Nef- wait, that's Netflix. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah, Netflix. yeah, yeah, yeah. We we don't we don't do that stuff around here. This time, uh, we're we're gonna start out with what we call the space block, and. Uh, <laughs> 
Because somehow we ended up with two very distinct blocks in yeah, there somehow. Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but it's fine. We're going to start with the uh, show that Amber brought to the table, uh, which yes. is Outlaw Star. Why did you pick this particular show and episode? So uh, the reason I picked this show was uh, I really loved uh, the Toonami block of Cartoon Network when I was a teenager. And there was a couple of shows in there that just really stuck with me as kind of forming like my taste in storytelling. Uh, Tenchi Muyo was in, in there, uh, Trigun, but uh, Outlaw Star was the one that I remember really, really liking. And I chose the episode, uh, I don't know what number it is, uh, but it's when I the ice... When the hot ice melts, just because I remember it being a big turning point in the series. There were other things. I almost chose the band episode, but uh, just just a there little bit a of nudity episode? was. Oh, there was a band episode. Oh. You, there's a whole there's a whole episode where they go to a hot spring that never aired on television. Well. I've I've never actually seen that episode because. I, I didn't realize it was on Hulu. Now I can watch it's, me some anime no, boobies. No, it's, it's too sexy. It's too sexy. I would like to, to note that you said this is a big turning point for the series. It's episode four. Yeah, I was kind of <laughs> yeah. out about that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a turning point for the series. Like, I agree. It doesn't seem like the fourth episode of this show. Can yeah. I it say? Feels like I, it feels like I missed, like, 20 episodes. Right. Yeah. So I've never seen Outlaw Star. Yeah. Um, so watching this episode, I was like, oh, huh. Hmm. Sure would be cool if I knew any fucking thing that happened in the last 20 so, years of this series. So I mean, so there I was guess, there was I an guess, intro. Right? There yes. was an intro. Yes. And, and yeah. I do have a note here. I said, thank goodness for this recap. Yeah. Thank goodness yeah, for powerful was, it, computers helping space combat push them to their limits. Their yeah, the grabbers. The, 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 the grabbers. The grapplers. That, the grapplers, I, yeah. I do not remember that at all. I was like. Was this in every episode? But I do remember that theme song because that is an amazing so, theme dude, song. Dude, that I, I had heard before. Yeah. I have one note about Same. this show. Okay, um, which is which is kicking soundtrack all the way through. Actually, oh, yes, because the ending yeah. credits is amazing as well. Too. Even just the score during yeah. like the actual episode is real good. Yeah, um, yeah. I I watched Outlaw Star. I remember watching Outlaw Star, and I remember nothing about it other than I was just like a kid and a dude and a lady. That's all mm -hmm. I remember. Yeah, and yeah. so like I've probably seen this episode, but I didn't remember it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, and like it does seem pretty important because like a main character seemingly dies. Mm -hmm. Oh, she for she sure is, she is dead. She is one hundred percent. I so I was so, watching it, and Dylan came up to me. He's like, "Oh, Outlaw Star. Oh, this character is gonna die in a second. And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, thanks. Oh, for real? Thanks, thanks, <laughs> hun." Wow. Thanks, Thank Dylan. you so much, hon. I was, I was yeah. like, I've never seen this. And he, he reckoned, like, he realized that he spoiled me. He's like, oh, sorry. But, you know, he, was, <laughs> he absolutely was like, oh, yeah, she's about to die. Yeah, so I guess a, a little bit of background. Yes, this is only the fourth episode in the series, but it's the episode where you think that it's going to be about Hildy and she's hiring these guys, but it turns out, no, it's not about Hildy. It's about the guys she hired, who is uh, Jean and Jim. Uh, she hired them to help her get uh, Melfina, who is actually like a humanoid supercomputer. Of course she that, is, yeah. That can control this ship. And this ship is super special because only she can navigate it. And that's why she is so super special. There's a whole bunch of stuff later on in the series where she's actually like like a, like a, a celestial goddess type of mm -hmm. thing. It's a whole thing at the end. Okay. They go, they go to like... like 
Space Olympus or something. It's a thing towards. So the it's a nineties anime. It's a nineties <laughs> anime. Yeah, got it, with, got it. With very good anime animation. Like that was the note yeah, I, I made. Like I was like, wow, the an- like this was made in nineteen ninety eight, and I'm really surprised at how well the anime animation has held up since nineteen ninety eight in this. Like, oh, there are some moments with the whole like stillness is a, goes on a little too long. But then also they had enough, like a lot of motion within the anim- within the animation, which I don't remember seeing as much. And it was actually kind of not nice, I guess, what I would say. Yeah. And uh, like we should probably give a, a quick rundown of the, the, the basic idea of the show, which is yeah. uh, like basically. They are space. They are space outlaws. Yeah. Li- literally, they're space pirates that uh do tasks for other people uh you seen firefly them yeah <laughs> you seen firefly it's of. like that but uh less less um like slightly less funny and more still yeah. still problematic chinese stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like Talk in firefly mm-hmm, what the hell mm-hmm. um i forgot about that and i forgot that that was in this episode and i was like oh yeah that that was a thing yeah. And in this episode, they're stealing... Uh, well, they're not stealing the ship. a ship that's already been stolen by yeah, Hildy, they're just, and they're just, they're just going to it. They're just going to meet up with it. But the problematic pirates uh, are, are hot on their tail. And then another set of problematic pirates come in, which that guy is so creepy. The McDougal brothers are so creepy. The one has the thing from Alfina in the end. And again, it is creepy. Okay. Uh, My favorite part he, was when they showed up and everyone's like, ah, McDougal. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> a, that's, a, that's a threatening name for a guy, McDougal. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he, he, like, owns the golf course. Yeah. Like, yeah. Golf yeah. yeah. Ultimately, by the end of the episode, Hildy, who, like I said, you think is going to be, like, one of the main characters in this series, uh, ends up dying. She ends up getting sucked into the gravitational pull of a star and they can't save her or they would risk dying themselves. And the thing I actually liked about that scene is the fact that there's no, like, she just gives up and lets them go. She really tries and they really try. So often you see in these, like, moments where it's like, I must have a hero's death and I must immediately give up the second that things seem grim. Go! Be free! Now, they still have that moment, but they fight a little bit for it, which... Right. You don't see often. Usually they just give up and become the Jesus figure immediately. <laughs> yeah. No, she she actually she's fighting for her life and she's trying to like climb these ropes in space, which is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. And uh then one of the uh the pirate ladies is starting to like shoot magic, I guess. And yeah, then they Hildy's like, magic like or something. I don't remember what that was about. Yeah, and then she's got like a nuclear cyanide capsule in her teeth. Which and- was badass and i never yeah, recognized sure. i never recognized that back in when i was watching it was like oh yeah no she blew herself up with a thing in like the cap of her tooth yeah that's that that's really sucks sounds, to by the way that when she that... grit her teeth yeah oh <laughs> unpleasant <laughs> i didn't like it yeah I, I i don't remember but i i uh I could see that. Um, I I disliked it so much, I wrote it in my notes. (laughs) Hilda's nickname was Hot Ice Hilda. I have that written down. I thought that was weird. That's Uh, a dumb nickname. That's not a very cool nickname. So also in this episode, like, they get the ship. 
uh, which they, at the end, name the Outlaw Star, so we finally get the reason it's called what it's called. Four episodes in. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, well, this is also the episode the ship, where yeah. they all kind of get their roles in in the the thing. Some of them are gunners. Some of them are um, uh, uh, the pilot. And then yeah. uh, uh, Melfina's job is to get naked in a tube. Uh, for yeah, I did enjoy that, like, Jean kind of points out that that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it is. is really no, no. Weird, in yeah. my notes, I, I have Jean as a voice of reason saying this is weird. It is Jean. It is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, you don't see that that often. A lot of times be like, oh, okay, naked lady floating in jello. Cool. Like, why does she do it. that? I never quite. Robot, robot lady. Robot, oh, robot, okay. robot god lady. Yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they can't see your butt, you can't god well enough, I guess. Right. So. Yeah. The ship's a pervert. The sh- <laughs> because, because every anime I mean, needs one. Yeah. The ship is definitely a pervert though, because like yeah. he he sees he sees Melfina and he's like, Oh, I don't have thoughts, but now that I see you, this pleases me. And like he's like very <laughs> excited about her being around and Yeah, and he is a character kind of throughout the entire series. Well, like Gilliam. all the ships seem to be like alive and kind of sensitive. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like then Hildy is like Hey, sorry, my ship got to go. And the ship's like, deuces, I'm going to go into the sun. Bye. <laughs> and I'm like, did she just let... Oh, wow. That seems sad, but okay. Yeah. My ship. I miss you. Yeah. And like, that's pretty much everything that happens in the show. Like in the yeah. episode. It's pretty much... It's mostly battle between a group of old men uh, that that fly a, a boob, um, a uh, uh, crazy pirate girl... And then the main team, and they battle, and then Hildy dies, and then they. Have I mean, it's an anime, so everything's gonna yeah. be sort of stretched yeah. out a bit. Yeah. You know? um, but I liked it. It was fun. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, I, fine. I, 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 it holds up to what I remember. Like, it, it wasn't like previous things of this where I was like, "Man, this does not hold up the way that I remember it." This actually does hold up to how I remember it and how much I liked it. And I'm really excited that it's on Hulu. Because I, I can watch it a lot easier than it is to go get my... I actually have a DVD. I have this on DVD. Charles oh, bought okay. this for me for... Oh, Charles bought nice. this for me for uh, for my birthday one year. So I have it on DVD, but then I have to go find a DVD player. And it's 2022, so that's not going to happen. So right. Hulu! <laughs> yeah. Uh, raise your hand if you watched it subbed. I watched it dubbed. I watched, I watched it, it dubbed. dubbed. I watched it dubbed. Yeah. yeah, Dirty Americans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, the other episode I almost picked was the one that very infam- infamously edited out blood at a very critical point when it was on TV. There's a, por- a portion where Gene gets hurt and, like, Jim walks up to him and, like, puts his hand on, like, on, like his stomach. And then he pulls his hand back and he's like, what's this? And he looks down at his hand and there's supposed to be blood on the hand. But on Cartoon Network, they edit out the blood. So Jim's just looking at his his straight up just at his hand. <laughs> it's your he's hand, like, dude. Oh, oh no, Gene, no! And he's it's like high he's, as hell. He's just staring at his hand. Uh, I almost picked that episode just because, like, man, I yeah, want to see the blood. Funny. But I'm sure, yeah, yeah. But there was blood in it, so it wouldn't have been as funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was good. I wrote the least amount of stuff about it because there wasn't a whole lot to pick at. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the biggest thing was ah, music rad, and uh, uh, they they have a naked robot lady for some reason. I think would have liked to have seen more plot. 
Yeah, um, there wasn't a lot it's, it's, of it's, plot. It's, it's a pretty, it's, it was a pretty pretty light on like stuff happening. Yeah, like, the one thing that I remember for the most part for the series is that being so episodic, they don't fit a lot of plot in each episode. The episodes don't really carry a lot of it because there's such small sections of it. And then they have kind of gaps between episodes. Once they're like in the, the middle portion of the series, it's sure. a lot of them like running... Uh, running different schemes or doing different tasks for somebody. I remember there was like a character in the show who was like their like number one client who always had them going on missions, but it was like, but I, you don't work for me. I didn't actually send you on this. I don't know. You, you end up dead. I don't know who you are. Like, and like he could, they go on like a bunch of missions for them. The real like plot comes in at the end, but it's spread out over like the span of like the last like five episodes, like one full story, like the, the bulk of it towards the end. So it was kind of hard to pick any episode in here because they're all very centralized to the moment, and the like main plot only pokes in here and there throughout. And that's that's fine. Uh, that's the and way it's, things it's, used it's, to be. It's, it's, so. it's structured, and it's a very short series. It's only twenty some episodes. Oh, it was a, it was no a season. one seasoner. So. It, it is a one seasoner. No, it was, it's kind it was of probably twenty six yeah. episodes. <laughs> I don't know, but it was in the round there. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Well, I don't know if there's much more to say about this particular one. It, does it hold up? Yeah, I guess. Uh, um, it, it, I, I thought it was pretty decent. Uh, I didn't really watch it as a kid. Uh, friends did. And I think that's why I knew both the opening and ending theme song for some reason, um, but didn't really know anything about the plot of the series. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was it was good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Opinions. Uh, Amber, Sorry. you already said. Uh, Nikki, yeah. what did you think? I thought it was fine. Um, yeah. My only note that I have here is maybe it's because I've watched two ridiculously fast-paced shows before this, but the pacing of the show feels a bit slow. Um, sure. But, uh, <laughs> that's really my only complaint. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, congratulations, Amber. Your childhood holds up to scrutiny. Uh, Yay! <laughs> uh, let's move on now to let's, Matt. Let's look at Matt's childhood. Yeah. Sure. So, Matt, what did you pick and why? So, I picked an episode of a show called Exo Squad, um, which is a an American uh, animated series that was kind of in heavily inspired by, like, 80s mecha anime. Um, sure. And... I used to watch it in the mornings before I would go to school. So there was like, it, it had a shitty, shitty time slot. Yeah. Um, and this was like by design um, because like basically it cost a lot of money to make this show and they had a lot of like toyetic ideas for it. Um, but then, you know, the company behind it was like, nah, 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 nah. This is a 6 a.m. show. It's fine. It's just 6 a.m. Don't put it on the afternoon. It's 6 a.m. Um, so I would watch this before I went to school. And I picked, I remember liking it a lot. I remember uh, at a very young age watching it and being like, man, this is a show that doesn't really talk down to me. Mm -hmm. um, it's very serious and kind of like, you know, what X-Men the animated series is known for. Sure. Um, in, in the way that like there's an ongoing plot from episode to episode. And so like very few episodes are self-contained. Um, and while the episode I picked... I think makes sense out of context uh, because they give you enough in the intro. Um, like, I don't know. I just, I just liked that it was, it, it's not an adult show by any means, but like, you know, there's, uh, there's some stakes, you know, and yeah. some things to think about. Like this show gets into uh, genetic engineering. 
Um, the the bad the main bad guy, a fellow named Phaeton, eventually kind of is very much a Hitler analog. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of like World War Two and like even like Gulf War stuff in the show. Um, it's it's really interesting. Plus, the big robots fight. Yeah, and that's pretty cool too. Yeah. Um, so I X-Men watched Squad... this also before school, and um, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was just because ah, aliens and robots. Yeah. Um, the plot of Exo Squad is that essentially um, mankind has created this race called the Neo Sapiens, who are genetically created to be like essentially slaves. Um, and then they revolt and take over, uh, Mars and Venus and come over, come to take over Earth as well. Um, and a lot of the show is, you know, fighting against the Neo-Sapiens. Some of the Neo-Sapiens still fight with the humans. The fact of the matter is that, like, they were kind of right to revolt. And yeah. so, you know, yeah. there's, there's also that. And so that's a big part of the series too. Um, but it focuses mostly on this one squad who are your basic, you know, G.I. Joe type you know, JT Marsh, he's a soldier boy, and Nara Byrne, she's a soldier lady. And everyone is just, you know, um, kind of archetypical the, the good at first. Neo-Sapien. Yeah, Marsala is a human-aligned uh, Neo-Sapien, and um, yeah, so that's that's kind of what I watched. We picked an episode here that I just kind of looked up what the best episodes of the series were, and this was the earliest one on sure. one of those lists. So I wanted to pick one that was early, but also good. Um, and so I, I picked this one, uh, which is, I believe, called um, a, a, Traitor a Traitor Among, Among Us. Us. Yeah. Season one, episode seven. And correct. one of the, this is another show, second one we watched, that has a huge exposition at the beginning. Yes. It so, does, yeah. yeah. Which is Lays out the whole plot. <laughs> Very helpful. Um, but yeah, so basically it, it starts out with, uh, Lieutenant Burns, uh, having a nightmare about fleeing her home in Venus, I guess. Right. So she grew up on Venus and so, um, her, her home was eventually like destroyed, I believe by pirates mm-hmm. and, um, th- that'll come into play a lot later in the series when she eventually becomes like the leader of Venus. Um, spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, and she gets magic powers. Don't worry about it. But like, uh, <laughs> um, and like, I, I like the opening scene because it's like, it's kind of dark. It's kind of messed up for like yeah. a kid show. Yeah. Like you mentioned that it took itself very serious. And one of my first thing was, wow, this show thinks it is super serious. Yeah. yeah dude. There's like, like if you, if you look at any other show from like the time period that was like, you know, like even X, like X-Men yeah. would have like a joke every now and again. Yeah. There's not a lot of jokes in this show. If you took all yeah. of the seriousness of Gundam Wing, Transformers, and X-Men, and they had a baby, it would be this show. <laughs> yeah. Like. Uh, yeah. And like, you know, uh, you know, as a young uh, uh, kid, uh, I, I loved the, the explosions and the action. I have a note here um, about midway through the episode where I say, you know. I don't think I actually understood anything that happened in this when I was a kid. Yeah, I think I just I was, like robots and aliens. I, I, was, I, I wrote down, I was like, I am like, I, I had never knew this even existed. I like to sleep in in the mornings. I yeah. did not watch cartoons. Uh, yeah, before. I've never seen this before. I, I've never seen this before. So I was like, is it that it's just really, really shoving a lot into the episode where I'm just getting completely lost? Or is it because I don't know the series? Or is it a little bit of both? It might be a bit of both, yeah. Yeah, So like, there is a lot that happens here. I, from, I think it has the, the opposite issue of Outlaw Star, 
Yeah. In that, you know, Outlaw Star is very, uh, like, decompressed mm-hmm. uh, as far as pacing goes. And, and Exo Squad is very compressed because they've got 20, what, 26 minutes or something with, with advertisements. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to tell a story that is complete but also leads you into the next thing and builds off the previous thing yeah um, yeah and there was so many like so, like like lines of people like you had like one group over here then another group over there and then venus lady is 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 going back to venus over there like oh my god there was like so many people to follow and so they all think, eventually end, uh, yeah yeah at the end of the day i think there's just an a plot a plot b plot essentially yeah. Um, there's Nara, and she's on the sort of spaceship dealy, and then there's the other members of Exo Squad who are on Earth, and they're trying to like, I guess they're trying to get some plans of some kind. Um, yeah, they're trying to like break into a transmitter or something. Yeah, but then yeah, every, like, every, everything so they're, they're kind of goes foobar. It, yeah. it sounded like they were trying to something about the shield, like the shield yeah. that the Neo Sapiens were using to protect the things that they have overtaken so that they can get through and then fight with them because they were trying to get to Venus to get the plans for this shield. It's, yeah, I can't believe like, I followed this much yeah, from this. Yeah, <laughs> they're like you. trapped on Earth, right, because of a shield that Neosapiens put on it and they can't really get out, but they need to go to Venus. Right. And so ultimately they're, uh, you know, and Matt, you can explain it as well, but um, they, uh, Lieutenant Marsh, or, or JT Marsh, starts having an argument with one of his other uh, people about how they should go take their, uh, save their friend who was captured, and he's like, right. no, we have to do the mission, and then he's like, oh, wait, we can do both. Right. Um, so so basically, they were going to, there, there was one guy named Napier who was captured, they were going to leave him behind because Napier is like the leader of the Earth Resistance. And and so Marsh is like, we got to leave him behind. It's what it's what he'd want. It's what we got to do. We got to complete the mission no matter what. And the Earth Resistance like is like, fuck you, dude. We got to get our boss back. He's our buddy. I'm not, I'm not helping you. And we're going to interrogate this guy we got tied up. And then it turns out like one of the Earth Resistance people goes over and just like unties him off. Yeah, like, while well, no one is side. paying attention, like they're like two feet away, yes. and the guy like gets untied, and they're in a sewer. Yeah, they don't chase him. Be, like they don't like like he that would echo that like footprint footsteps. What the fuck? Yeah. What? <laughs> I'm not sure how they don't like see yeah. the the traitor um, take you know, help the guy escape, but they do. Yeah. And so they decide that, all right, well, the only chance now is to go save the guy. And mm-hmm. so, uh, they do, and they get this big plan where they're going to essentially, um, free Napier, get him back with the earth resistance. And then the exo squad dudes are going to pretend to be, um, slaves for Venus or prisoners who are going to be, um, you know, sent out to exile, quote unquote. Uh-huh. Um, and so JT and other guy whose name I don't remember, get on board the ship and then the traitor lady goes on the ship with them somehow. I didn't see how that happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, she rats them out. But it turns out, oh, shit, she's ratting them out to Marsala, the good Neo-Sapien. And he's like, fuck you, idiot. You're a traitor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, a and, your, you like and your that. half-shaved head. What the right? hell was that? Yeah. It was like 20 years before her time, really. Um, I, I said I said a style ahead of her time. I wrote that in my notes. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, well, what are we going to do with this trader? We'll figure it out when we get to Venus. And they're like, no, 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 no. They're throwing you into the sun. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
going to worry about it. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode, which is like, yeah. that's great. They're being jettisoned into the like... sun. Like, both space shows ended with someone being thrown into a burning star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is up with what is up with death by star in the nineties? I mean, listen, God. if I were around in space, that's how I'd be murdering people. You sure. have the evidence that way. Yeah, yeah. super 100%, good. One hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> it just disintegrates in the in the yeah. intense heat. Yeah. The one thing I do, I did write a note on is, and this is about the uh, the girl. That like she her family is still on Venus and she like leads a mission to go there and she tells yeah. her friends like oh guys oh no my ship is hurt I gotta I gotta land and you got go go back I love how extra it is that as she's getting out of her transformer robot mech Gundam she has to do a backflip out of yeah. it like she can't just <laughs> she can't just climb out like she opens and she's like I have arrived backflip cheerleading moves land like okay <laughs> who's watching Okay, extra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, I will admit, uh, I thought both blonde ladies were the same person for a little oh, bit. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a little bit confused. <laughs> sure. But uh, I ultimately ironed it out in my head. So, yeah, I thought this was a, this was good. Um, I, I, However, did come to the realization that when I watched it as a child, I had no clue what was happening. Sure. <laughs> I was just watching cool battles happen. And that makes sense. And that's okay. Because cool battles yeah. are still pretty cool. Yeah. 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 And I had the toys I, um, and the Neo Sapiens. I, 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 I had a couple toys. You had toys, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of, man. of the show. Yeah. I, I had two of the exosuits, uh, and they would like fire little missiles when you press the button on the back, and that was pretty cool. Um, but mostly I would just have them, like, fight the turtles, because I only had the two, yeah. two mech suits. Uh, <laughs> and I had a lot more turtles. Um, I had one that but, looked a whole lot like Ripley's mech. In yeah, Ireland. I think I had yeah. that one, too. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was, uh, that was you know, my, my impression. Uh, ladies, you never watched this growing up. What did you think? I thought it was... Fun. I mean, I my biggest thing for me, the the one thing that I kept noticing was how awful all of the outfits were. Oh sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they were all just so bad, and it was so funny. Um, I also <laughs> couldn't get over a lot of the naming conventions. Like Neo Sapiens made me laugh. Probably, yeah, have. yeah. Um, I, I I I have that written in here in all caps with two exclamation points and a question mark. Like Neo Sapiens, and that's anime as hell. Really, it's so yeah. anime, and it's great. Well, it was is- very. To, like to me, I have a note here that it is. It reminds me, or you know, and this is a show that I didn't really watch a lot of either. Um, but it kind of reminded me of like GI Joe in terms of like how yeah. serious they were trying to be uh-huh. all the yeah. time. Space GI Joe. Space GI Joe. When I was watching these, I watched Exo Squad before I watched Outlaw Star. So I actually had a note up with Outlaw Star about the differences. How interesting it was to see the differences in uh, a very similar setting of American style animation versus anime style animation for around the similar time. There's only a five year difference between when Exo Squad was made and when Outlaw Star was made and how interesting it was just to see kind of like the 
the just the stylization of space. Like there's a lot and of similarities. Similar and, yet di- yeah. and how similar yet different they both were. No, that's yeah, that's, 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 uh, to piggyback off that, like yeah. there's similarities for sure, you know, especially on the surface. I think like the main differences between these two shows, other than like a lots of things, um, is like <laughs> I think Outlaw Star is a more fun show to like watch. You know? Like yeah. there's a lot of cool visuals. And I think Exo Squad is maybe a more fun show to like pay attention to because I, I thought the plot was cooler. No, it like yeah. it was for, well, there, it was for a there. show that was aimed at kids. Like I was really pleasantly surprised. Yeah, at, like, there was I think a, it was you, a lot way... deeper. Like almost like they entrusted kids. Like, hey, we don't want the stupid kids. We want the smart kids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like what you were saying before, Matt. Like, it doesn't talk down to you. Like, you know, it's a kids show, but it's like, hey, we're gonna treat you like people. Right. Um. And I think that that is really, really cool. I I actually really enjoyed that a lot. And for me, I think that's what makes it hold up. Yeah. I mean, a lot of modern modern kids shows have that. You know, have yeah. that like kids shows as nowadays don't so much talk down to kids because you know kids are actually a lot smarter than we give them credit for totally. and, and like yeah. we were smarter than people gave us credit for in the early for 90s sure. and so like you know i can follow a plot you know assuming, assuming i don't miss an episode and even then i could probably like I figure out what happened i'm not an idiot yeah. Yeah. yeah um yeah i watching this made me really nostalgic i ended up like researching a lot i watched a couple of other episodes um, I, I watched like the next to last episode and the last episode because first of all, the next to last episode is bonkers because like Phaeton gets fucking shot on screen, um, which is fucking cool for a kid show. Um, and like they kill him, they just straight murder him and it ends the war. Um, and then like the last scene of the last episode, and, like there's, they make peace and they're going to be like, they're going to make Neo sapiens capable of, they talk about like sexual reproduction because the oh, Neo, wow. like part of the reason the Neo Sapiens revolt is they're not capable of reproducing, so they don't have control of the means of production, and so um, they revolt. Um, but then the humans are like, "We're gonna make make it so Neo Sapiens can just have sex and do it normal," <laughs> and everyone's like, "Yeah, um, <laughs> that's all we wanted this whole time was just bangability," and that's right, exactly. <laughs> and and then it ends it. with like Marsh. He's like. You know, I'm just going to stay. Everyone's, like, going off their separate ways. I'm going to stay, and I'm going to sort of just, like, help the pirates, you know, because they don't have any place to be, and I'm going to try and help them sort of reassimilate. Oh, shit, all the pirates are gone, and a planet's gone, and, like, all these bug aliens show up and, like, steal a planet, and he's like, what the fuck? And then it's, like, the end, and there's not another episode. (laughs) Um, Oh, God. Oh, no. (laughs) It ends on a big cliffhanger. Like, they end the All war, right. so the, the the plot of the series is over, but you wanted a season three, right? Well, probably. Too bad. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah. <laughs> Time to write some letters. Time to get uh, Netflix to reboot ExoSquad. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely, like, 30 years later. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think we've had two shows that have held up to modern day scrutiny, I think. And that's that's great. Time to end it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that was there. That was the space block. Space turns out that, you know what? Space Space, is pretty all right. Yeah, space is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We're going to now go into uh, what we call the 90s sitcom block. Um, And we're going to go to my uh, my choice, which was um, one I was actually fairly certain would not hold up. But 
Uh, I l- really liked Saved by the Bell when I was uh, young, young Did teen you? Or, or, or preteen. Uh, yeah, I, th- I thought it was fun. I enjoyed, uh, I thought Screech cool. was funny. I uh, thought Zach was cool because I was told he was cool by TV, I guess. And, um, <laughs> but what I remember the most is the beach episodes and how I thought they were real cool. So... Uh, I decided, well, I know it's going to be a load of crap because I am a modern human, but um, (laughs) maybe the beach episodes are okay. They're not. Let's get into it. (laughs) Can I just say? Yeah, go ahead. The theme song still fucking laughs, though. The song's great Real fucking good theme song. Yeah. And we don't really need to talk about, you know, the the history of the show. Most people listening to this will know what Saved by the Bell is, and there's even a new one on on the Peacock uh, um, streaming service. So we won't go into the the history of what Saved by the Bell is. Um, But they did get a – everyone – Lisa, um, Lisa Turtle, got them jobs for the summer at a beach resort called Malibu Sands. And this is this is the first episode of that. And it happens to be Zach's birthday. Oh, boy. Y'all, can I just say before we begin, I had no idea that High School Musical 2 was actually a remake of this episode of <laughs> was Saved it? by the Bell. Like, I have not seen High School ex- Musical 2, but... This is the exact plot, other than the birthday thing, but the whole, yeah. like, the, the rich girl got all of her friends' jobs yeah. at the country club for the summer. This this is the plot to High School Musical oh my 2. Not wrong, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Uh, so yeah, yeah. As Nikki said, theme song fucking rules. Uh, still, yeah. still great. Like it's probably objectively not that great uh, for for real, but I love the hell. No, out of it, it. it's amazing. It's so much fun. Like, like it is far and away the best part of any episode of this Absolutely. show. Absolutely. Yeah. And then it's just all downhill from there. Uh, I had originally thought about choosing the episode uh, that everyone knows, which is Jesse getting addicted to caffeine pills. Um, but so I feel the excited. internet's done that to death. So yeah. uh, so we're doing this one. So the Lisa gets the, the gang jobs at a beach resort that her rich parents are members at. And uh, right, right away, we meet uh, the boss of this place, Mr. Carosi, and he's a real asshole. <laughs> um, but also, he's just he wants everyone to do their jobs, and they were hired to do specific jobs. And he very promptly gives them all different jobs. Uh, you know, I didn't think he was an asshole until the misogyny started. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that starts pretty quick. Yeah, pretty early though. Which, which was yeah. real quick. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, you're a boss. You gotta be a hard ass sometimes. I get it. Oh no, you're a misog. Got it. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah, dude. He so much, right? Um, and I also kind of thought the audio balance in this was weird because he was he seemed way closer to a yeah. mic than every other person that was on that. I beach. think it might have been because of the fact that they were filming a lot outdoor on yeah. location. And I it, it I was like, wow, I did not realize how poor the actual like video quality of Saved by the Bell episodes were. But, those, but then I was thinking, maybe it's just because of the fact that they're shooting on location. They are not filming in their right in their, their soundstage set, set right. that they're used to. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, yeah, so that that may have been part of it because uh, I, I definitely was like, man, yeah, the quality of this audio is great a garbage and also i noted that they definitely did not remaster this for modern day televisions <laughs> uh even on hulu um and like zach wastes no time being a creep and hitting on ladies uh yeah, which, immediately uh shocking uh screech is very overly enthusiastic about his job can can i just say though the first thing that screech says in this episode is in a conversation about the customer always being right he asks well, what happens if a customer says the earth is flat? Do I correct them? Right. And I'm like, oh, I was God. Like, okay, this, is, this is very good. And yeah, then I like he, Screech. He's great. Yeah, I, was like, I was like, oh, I love this. I think Screech is very good. Um, and then he quickly reveals uh, that I was wrong. He is not very good. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> no one is. No, no yeah, nobody every, is. Everyone's no. shitty in this show. No. Uh, yeah. Like, I. I yeah guess I didn't really realize how a very strong element of the humor, like I knew it was a thing, but I didn't realize that it was like every scene we got to shove one womanizing joke into it Ev- in some it is form or fashion. So, it is so insanely sexist. A- absolutely. Like yeah. so much. And I, I'm very so much. So- sorry, ladies. That sucks. Because like, honestly, like I, I will admit, I like I never watched this as a kid or mm-hmm. like when I was younger because of that. Like even as a kid, I recognized that like this guy's a creep. Like ugh, I don't like it. Like I, I tried watching yeah. some episodes with this, and I, I couldn't. I couldn't get through them. I, I watched Nana Two One Zero instead, which has its own problems, but. Yeah. Yeah, this was just a yeah. bit much. Because it's not just one creep. You got two creeps. Because right. both of the main guys are constantly hitting on all the girls at right. once. Like, they don't seem to care who they're hitting on as long as it's something that could potentially, like, get them lucky later. Right. Like, it, it just constantly feels like they are just constantly trying to get in there. It's, like, yeah. gross. And, you know, like um, uh, another kind of example, uh, that's not the main guys like um, uh, Jesse immediately. uh, Mr. Croce's like, oh, you talk too much. I'm making you the receptionist. And uh, and then like everyone makes fun of Kelly for being a girl lifeguard, except for the one guy that keeps hitting on him uh, on her. And then he. Uh, Mr. Carosi, uh basically is like, yeah, oh, accuses he's... her of being the one flirting. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's all very gross. Um, so they're doing all this, and uh, Zach decides he wants to have his birthday off, and Mr. Carosi says, sure, you can have it off, and if you take it off and don't show up to work, you're fired. Uh, and then everyone decides they're going to throw a surprise party for him, right? Because they're his friends. Um, at Lisa's house, Lisa's parents' house. Uh, and then we're introduced to Leah Rimini. Um, yeah, yeah. The Scientology boss shows up. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, I believe, like, lately she has tried to distance herself from Scientology. Um, that's why I said Oh, the, the, oh and well, yeah, that's yeah, what, yeah, that, yeah. That's her whole thing, yeah. That's yeah. her whole her whole shtick now is they are a cult. I now recognize they are a cult. A cult? What? Where are we at in the episode? Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, no, sorry, no. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Sorry. We'll, we'll get there later. Uh, so yeah. the... You know, Leah Remini in what I believe is her first acting role. Uh, you can tell. Shows up, yeah. 
And uh, Zach, of course, hits on her immediately, and we find out she is the boss's yeah, daughter. Yeah, that was that was when I wrote down the note. Is sexism a main character on this? Yeah, yes. it is. Yeah, one hundred percent. One thing that really bothered me with the sexism stuff was like in in the scene where the girls are getting ready for the day. Uh, the guys show up, and like Slater makes a real shitty comment about Jesse getting in the kitchen and cooking for them. Yeah, and the audience I wrote that down. fucking wooed. Yeah, dude. Yeah, the uh, the guys walk in and imedi- immediately make a get in the kitchen joke while the girls are getting ready, and yeah, yeah the audience fucking woos and is gross. Um, yeah, it really sucks shit. I I was beside myself i don't remember the audience like encouraging this real shitty i, I can't thought tell process. if it's audience or if it's laugh track because in the beginning i wrote down in like the earlier scenes so, when they were outdoors it sounded very laugh track well the, the outdoor stuff is absolutely laugh track but mm-hmm. there have been interviews with the the cast of this show saying that like any time like they would kiss or make a flirty comment, the audience would go like "woo," and they said that was really uncomfortable for them. So yeah. the audience wooing is—I mean, they probably cleaned it up so that it could be more audible for the audience. Probably. But that was an actually like actually something that happened. Yeah, 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 dude. Uh, and w- we'll get into something else that makes me think it might not have been a laugh track. Um, but oh, uh, oh, I heard oh, it. Yeah, too. I know what you're I heard about. it too. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there a little bit. Uh, but um, so uh, she's Leah Remini's character. Uh, we learned her name is Stacy Carosi, and she's made the assistant manager of of the the team. And uh, she, she is, is misogynistic man's daughter. Misogynistic man's daughter. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she uh, is just really uh, as soon as she's introduced, uh, Slater set makes a great working for a woman joke. Yeah, wrote um, that down too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that sucks. And then uh, she's just basically played off as being this really big, bitchy boss, uh, which, uh, you know, sucks. But, um, yeah, so basically it goes back and forth like that for a while. And, and then they're trying to plot his birthday party. Yeah. They're trying to work their job. She's trying to do her job like a normal human being. And she's the only one actually doing her job right, other than when. The one girl saves a guy from drowning. Like yeah, she actually proves herself. Yeah, right. and, and then at that point, uh, as soon as she Kelly saves the guy from drowning, the boss says, "Don't ever let him get in the water again." Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she rolls her eyes and walks off. But yeah, um, so uh, basically, lots of womanizing jokes, which sucks uh and they're trying to um uh now make zach's birthday party inside the thing uh the the resort after it closes and oh but you 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 missed the part before they broke in yeah when they there was a confrontation between stacy and zach zach right? zach yeah yeah, yeah they, so and, he, and he's basically like tearing into her like she's just doing her job and he is just tearing into her for being like a, a lay like being like a, a square and I, I don't know the exact wording of it but basically being not fun and being too serious and then somebody yells uh-huh. out in like the silence of the moment busted yeah 
Yeah, what? that was what we were talking about for sure. Yeah. What? Yeah, okay. Ooh, busted. Uh, yeah. Um, so the guy in Got the audience him, that guess. yelled that, I guess, was yeah. really on Zach's side. Uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah. Like, man, man, you told her that she sucks for doing her job Mm -hmm. and you're and you're right for slacking off and and trying to mack on girls the entire time. You're totally in the right, dude. Yeah. Like, uh, and like, uh, let's get into Zach's big scheme of this particular episode, because there's always one. And it's that he wants to be a waiter again because Screech makes a whole lot of money in tips. So he wants to be a waiter, which was originally supposed to be his job. And And, like Screech has like a fistful of ones, by the way. Yeah, he he does. But he's uh, like, look at all this money, all these bills. And it's like, did you get those waiting or did you get them some other way? Right. So, uh. Zach decides he is going to become a waiter again because he is going to set up a hot dog cart right outside of the Malibu Ends property line and steal guests from the restaurant, which like he thought was a really great idea. And I guess it is because it fucking worked. But where do you get the money for the hot dog cart? He, he he's poor. <laughs> that that's true. Also, he's doing it in his Malibu Sands outfit on company time. Uh, and like, I don't know how he thinks that, that that's going to go well. I mean, it does go well, but like most bosses would fucking fire you on the goddamn spot. Um, not that like, I want to, you know, push up the, the corporate overlords or anything, but like, this is a really shitty plan is just essentially what I'm saying. But, uh, it fucking works because Zach is the hero of the story, I suppose. Um, but anyway, we go through all of that stuff and uh, they start having the birthday party inside Malibu Sands after it's closed. They get Zach to go there by promising three hot ladies and uh, they're caught by Mr. Carosi, who is like, ah, you're all going to get fired. And then Stacy shows up and takes the blame for saying that they're there because I guess when Zach ripped into her, she thought, oh, yeah, you're right. And uh, that's the moral of the story, because it ends right there. <laughs> yeah, the end. Yeah, and no one gets in trouble. And, uh, yeah. Saved by the Bell sucks, guys. <laughs> Does yeah, not, yeah. I had, to, I had to look up if, like, uh, anything else happened. And it turns out, like, Ray Romano's wife is around for a couple more episodes. Yeah. Where she and Zach, yeah. like, kind of hit it off and start dating. And, yeah, they start making out or whatever. Yeah, and the dad finds out, and he's like, ooh, Zach, I still like you anyway. And... I don't know. Who yeah, cares? at some point, Mr. Crossy <laughs> yeah. comes around and likes them for some reason. Yeah, uh, I just, I, yeah, I thought other like okay, um, from a purely plot and even like acting standpoint, this show is fairly inoffensive. You know, sure, like, sure. like, yes, the show is offensive, um, but like you know, like I, I. I watched this show after the next show we're about to talk about, and I and maybe that's why I was like, "Hey, these people are doing pretty good line reads." Hey, <laughs> hey, yeah, you know, like the script ain't nothing to write home about, but like, you know what? They're doing a good job, and it doesn't seem like a series of like weird vignettes put together. 
And um, oh, see, I kind of disagree. I felt like Saved sure. by the Bell was pretty much just a series of vignettes put together. It felt yeah. like everything had to be wrapped up in that scene within thirty seconds. A lot and happened in that episode. A lot yeah. happened in that episode, and it just really felt like they were just bouncing from little vignette to vignette to, to, to me. Yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, I also understand with what you're saying with the with regard to the show that we're about to talk about. So. Right. In fact, let's just say, uh, does anyone say this show holds up? No, of course no. not. Uh, I don't think it was ever good. Yeah. So it was, it was never good. You're probably you're probably not wrong. Yeah. It's just, you know, I was an idiot. So, like <laughs> you know, whatever. So uh, let's move on to uh, the show where one thing happens a lot. And uh, that is Nikki's episode. Yeah, guys. So um, the first episode of, of Boy Meets World that I ever saw was season four's uh, cult fiction. It's episode 21. Weirdly, not the season finale. Um, feels like a season finale show. It's certainly not. Um, and at the beginning of this episode, Sean is informed by his teacher, Mr. Turner, uh, <laughs> He's kind of not doing well, kind of a shitty student. Um, and hey, he's a junior and he's only got about another year before the real world comes a knocking. And this whole conversation sets up the one premise of who are you going to be? Um, and then, you know, Sean leaves. Um, well, he doesn't leave because a girl shows up to brag that like, well, I've got like a hundred people who care about me and I know he, you said that no one cares about you, but I've got like so many people. Let me take you to them. So, uh, he goes with her to a place called the center and it's a club for a bunch of people to hang out and talk about their feelings and say things like laughter is a mask, which denies the reality of a situation and reveals nervousness, mm -hmm. which is interesting given what happens next. Uh, because Creepy Girl reveals that um, this guy, Mr. Mac, has changed her life. Um, and as if on cue, Mr. Mac shows up and invites him to live there. And Sean is like, oh, this is a cult. And Mr. Mac laughs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was like, didn't, didn't you just talk about how, like, laughing is not good? And then all the right. kids laugh at one point, too. And it was like, like as, after he laughs, all the kids laugh because I guess they're also nervous to be read for filth that it's a cult. Uh -huh. Um, uh -huh. So, you know, but Mr. Mac, being the smooth talker that he is, tells Sean that he's being judgmental and, you know, hey, give us a try. I think you're going to like it. And then uh, the next immediate scene shows Sean to be super brainwashed and sitting with the girls from the cult who are there yeah. referred to as three girls because fuck giving them names. Am I right, like, guys? Like, literally, yeah. like, two hours later. In fact, Corey just refers later. to them as two girls. Hi, two girls. Um, right. Yeah, and, like, that, the, that is where I started noticing uh, immediately that the pacing in this episode is so He's bad. Wild. It's, it's so wild how bad it is. I mean, okay, so Sean gets cultified off screen off after, screen, after yes. like three minutes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. then like Everyone else in his life, every other character on the show, is immediately in after school special mode immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah, this like, is, this Corey is a very special episode. It is. And because, like, Corey immediately sees this and he goes, Okay, so what do you believe in, Sean? Setting up the next premise of this fucking episode, which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, for, I forgot that after... these, were, they were the two, these two were both the same episode. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Like the after like after the scene with Corey, there's another scene with Mr. Turner where he's talking to him about it and Sean immediately judges Mr. Turner saying like, "Hey, you're never going to understand me." And Mr. Turner's like, "Hey, dude, you're the one who's judging now," which like breaks all of Sean's psychlocks and Sean starts <laughs> saying, "Okay. <laughs> okay." Well, let me tell you that I feel like I'm a really empty person and like when people look at me, they're staring through an incomplete me and Mr. Turner's like, well, fuck, I contributed to that, didn't I? I'm so sorry. And Sean laments that he doesn't know who he is. And runs Um, off like he's in a a sulky tantrum. I remember the show being funnier. I remember the show having jokes in it at all. Well, I mean, after the commercial break, we do return with the jokes in the form of Eric, because despite his initial, like, oh, yeah, this is a place full of dum-dums and idiots, he immediately, like, relents. Gets cultified. Gets cultified, and he goes, my new nut name is Sunflower Fortunato. So, like, you can tell they're trying to be funny. Yeah. Is it? No. No. Not really. No. No, not really. Um, yeah, Eric just wants to hit on cute ladies and hug. That's it. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, like, Corey has a nice little monologue about how it's exactly like he's on drugs, Sean is on drugs and goes (laughs) into this whole spiel and, you know, he says, you know, you need something to believe in or you have something to believe in. And Mr. Mac preys on people who don't. They, um, the, the, the term is lost souls. Lost souls. They say that like four times in the episode. Four million times. And Mr. Mac materializes out of nowhere. And right. I guess immediately captivates Corey with his soothing, gentle cult leadership presence. I yeah. 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 Corey yeah, calls him I like mean, the, the most uh, suave man or something like that, like multiple times. Right, and like Mr. Mac is like, you're free to go wherever you want, and Corey's like, can I go in this room? And it's like the saddest fucking door I've ever seen, with, with, with like a, a cardboard with cutout of a fucking a, star on a it, a glittery star, and that's the celebrity. That's room. That's the celebrity, and room. it's never mentioned again, by the way. It's yeah, never mentioned again. There's no celebrity. Like it's it's clearly like intended to be like one of those like quick like pithy look over there type of jokes, but uh-huh. it's just stupid. And, um, like... Why would a cult have a celebrity room? Does Tom Cruise go there? I don't understand. He's in a different cult. Uh (laughs) (laughs) We find that out in the next episode that we watch. Um, and... And, like, there's this whole thing about, like, well, I can leave anytime I want. Okay, let's leave right now. Oh, you can't because you're being introduced as the latest life member of the cult. Yeah. It's... It's been ten minutes. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's a lifer. Um, which cuts immediately to the next scene where adults are talking and the adults are very worried about Sean. And as if on cue, Sean shows up with Eric returning Eric because Eric was in it for the hugs and the cult leader has a problem with that for some I reason. Guess, yeah. Yeah. Like that's where he draws his moral right. line and I right. don't get it. Um, but e- like Eric does then, own up to it though. He, he does. <laughs> he yeah. is like, yeah. And then walks yeah. inside. Uh, and that's listen, it. the girls were hot. None of them had names. And I got to touch them. Yeah. 90s. Yeah. Um, and so, like, Sean goes, okay, well, I'm going back to the center. And Mr. Matthews comes out like a bat out of fucking hell. And he's like, yo, you got to stay here, man. Yeah. He has you're a, no chill in this episode at all, which right. I, I kind of like. <laughs> I get it. 
Ambie is a Mr. Matthews kisser. Got it. Uh-huh. Uh, so she- <laughs> Mr. Matthews so- wanted to tie Sean to a chair. <laughs> he did. It was great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> love, love that 90s, like, lampshading child abuse. It's very good. Right. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, like, Sean asserts that this is his belief. And, like, everyone's like, okay, but what are your beliefs? And, like, you know, Mr. Feeney starts to press the premise a bit further, like, by encouraging his spiritual journey. And... Like, he goes, well, why would you, Mr. Feeney, feel the need to attack what I believe in? And then Mr. Matthews, without missing a beat, goes, well, do you believe in God? And Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, so part of that is, like, yeah, the B-plot of the episode is kind of, like, you know, not not just that Sean's in a cult, but also, is Sean a dirty atheist? Is yeah. he not a Christian? Yeah. I, this might be a problem. Welcome and to so, a theme in TGIF at the time. Yeah. Fucking hell. It also seemed like a quick deflection away from, they hinted at Feeney having been at war with this cult for like years. Yeah. Which I uh, wanted to explore. Yes, but they never so do. Much they never do. Like, I've been goes, trying I've to been... shut him down. It's like, Feeney, we're in like season four now. How have we never mentioned this before? Hey, students that I teach in the school, you should stay away from this guy. He's not good. Nope, never gonna warn my students about that. He offers free right. hugs. <laughs> right, like his his selling point is the celebrity room, free lodging, and free hugs. Um, that might have backfired on children. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know it's a fair point. Um, and in the course of this conversation, Mr. Feeney has left because his phone was ringing. And after the whole, like, do you believe in God armor piercing question, <laughs> Mr. Feeney comes back and he's like, oh, no, Mr. Turner was in a car accident. We must away to the hospital. And that's and when I Sean realized that they're both crisis. the same episode. It's like, oh, my God, wait. Yeah. This, the cult and the car and the and the Mozart accident bam, bam, are bam, the bam, same bam. episode. Oh, Jesus one after Christ. the other. No, it's real no time fast. for breath. <laughs> no time. No to time. There are cult shenanigans happening and car accidents and people maybe dying. It um, is after school. We are special is, today. Yes. <laughs> um, it is a very serious, very special going on. And so Mr. Not Mr. Sean. Uh, Sean needs Mr. Mac. And so he goes to the center. And at the hospital, the, the Matthews are like, oh, where is Sean? Where is Sean? Cue Sean showing up with Mr. Mac. And boy, oh boy, is there tension. Uh, Mr. Max has some really condescending bullshit to Feeney about forgiving him for trying to shut him down, which sets Mr. Feeney off. And Mr. Matthews is like, "Uh uh-uh, no, dude, you're not playing with children anymore. to kill him. Kick some fucking rocks. And Mr. Max tries to pull his... Let let me, let me talk, because I'm real fucking jazzed for this shit. Yeah. Um... Mr. Mac tries to pull his cult leader voodoo on Mr. Matthews, and Mr. Matthews fucking gets up and shoves that motherfucker into the wall, and I am fucking here for it. I want to see Mr. Mac and Mr. Matthews in the fucking ring, pummeling each other with chairs. Mr. Matthews says he's going to fucking kill him. Yeah. He says he's going to kill him. Yeah, he's going to kill kill him. him. I will will kill for that boy, and I'm like, holy shit. 
in my notes, I say Mr. Matthews is ready to fucking throw hands and threatens literal murder, and I am fucking here for this again. Um. <laughs> and this was where I thought they were going to pan over to Sean to be like, oh, I really do have people that love me. But no, Sean's gone. Yeah, Sean no, Sean's really, gone. Yeah. Sean, and, and what really sucks about Sean being gone is because um, is the moment where Mr. Mac is like, listen, <laughs> I know it's not going to work on you. I'm here to rope in idiots like Sean. And if I don't get him, <laughs> well, there's plenty more just like him. Uh-huh. So that line is the only thing in the entire episode. And, and this is going to be the controversial opinion here that I think villainizes Mr. Mac. Cause otherwise the cult seems all right. Like, I don't disagree I don't see, with you. I don't see anything wrong with the cult. Like, okay, sure. I guess they're like giving some kids, some wayward kids, a place to hang out. Well, Sounds they live rad. there, right? <laughs> sure. What? It's like, called the Boy and Girls Club. Weird, but like, like not nearly as bad as like when you think when I think of a cult, I'm thinking like we're branding people. There's like yeah, weird sex yeah. shit. Like, no, it's just people. Like, there's a bunch of kids living in like a, 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 a abandoned club. Like, okay, right. sure. It's, it's very clearly the restaurant from literally every Thank other you. episode. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. <laughs> it very much was. Um, like, the, I don't know. The, the center seems seems okay. And, and, like, it made me think that the entire Matthews family and Mr. Feeney are all kind of assholes. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, I don't disagree with you. I, like, I super get it. I get what you're saying. Because, like, you know, kids who don't have the best home lives, like, need a place kind of like that. Maybe not, like, a creepy guy who, who like, definitely takes advantage of, like, psychological tricks to, like, gain your confidence. Uh-huh. But, like, you know, I, I get what you're saying. Like, the center on, on the surface doesn't seem like a yeah. bad thing. It really isn't until he kind of, like, takes off the mask and goes, well, yeah. I know yeah, what he, I'm about. If they continue I, down I, this I would, route, people were going to be drinking Kool-Aid at some point. For sure. Yeah, that was for the thing. Sure. I would have actually liked to have seen them address more like of what the underlying goal of this cult was. Like we're only seeing like the Yeah, the, what the did what was Mr. Like, Max's what was, goal? What was the like, goal? Like that's, that's what I was guy. saying. Yeah. Like, it kind of seems like the goal is to give kids a place to belong. Right. Right. And cool. and all this, without without knowing some sort of further insidious thing. Okay. Yeah, what does Feeny you know? know? Right. I yeah, want I want to know what Feeny knows. That? Like yeah. and my mind immediately went to like, okay, so yeah, maybe he like got one of Feeny's kids and one of Feeny's kids like joined the cult and eventually like died or something. Like something like dark and yeah. terrible in their past and Feeny hates this dude. Yeah. But yeah. no, instead we just get like pointless animosity to a guy who seems like 90% okay? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um I don't yeah, I don't I'm on get board to with this with this that. potentially controversial opinion. I I totally get what you're saying. Um because yeah, it really isn't until that moment where you're like, okay, yeah, this guy's up to some probably not so great shit. Right. Um and of course Sean isn't there to hear it because like Cory and Topanga have taken him to Mr. Turner's room. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Sean loses his shit, seeing, like, his only adult friend, like, on the precipice of death, I guess. Um, and, like, Corey's like, well, sucks for you. You can't leave. Um, but, you know, he and Topanga can. And um, 
And then I guess this is his major realization where he is in a cult and he starts monologuing about how he's the screw up and starts begging him not to die, which turns into God or not to, no, wow, which turns into Sean begging God not to let Mr. Turner die. And he has this whole like, you know, I, he has a, he has I a little coming to Jesus moment. Don't blow me off, yeah. God. Yeah. I've never asked you for anything and I didn't think I would come to you like this. Just it. I hate it. He, you guys. I hate he it. says. It I, he it. says, "God, I don't want to be empty inside anymore." It right. It is. Um, kind of like that Hamilton that's been turned into religious bullshit that <laughs> yeah. people are getting sued for right now. It's like, like it's, let's just shoehorn this message in randomly where it doesn't well, belong. Well, I, I will say this is kind of the start of Boy Meets World really shoehorning Christian messages into the show. There are further episodes where, like, you get a really rational and kind of, like, weird and quirky hippie in Topanga, like, screaming about how um, Van Gogh's Starry Night is a message about God's love um, and, and shit like that. Um, not in this episode, of course, in a different one, um, yeah. that I almost suggested we watch, but like, um, but you know, it's, it's this whole like weird, vaguely sermon type of monologue where he's basically just saying, Jesus is love. Jesus is life. Uh, and okay. <laughs> when, cool. yeah, when, when he leaves the room, um, he tells Mr. Mac, you know, like, Turner. Oh, by the way, that prayer makes Mr. Turner regain consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and afterwards, like, Sean is revitalized and decultivated, and um, tells Mr. Mac that he has his own beliefs so he can go kick rocks. Um, <laughs> fuck this show. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I noted one, one more thing. Like, this episode moves so fast, we never get why the cult is bad until all of a sudden Mr. Mac is incredibly evil. And I also noted this episode acts through the credits to get more time for it. Yeah. Uh, they didn't roll credits and hear the, the theme song like they usually do. They actually acted through the whole thing so they could squeeze every last drop out of this message. It's very weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then Nikki uh, mentioned one thing uh, to me that I didn't know. I'll, I'll let you say it. But after we have uh, Mr. Turner squeeze the hand, oh, everything's going to be okay. Um, then what happens to Mr. Turner? He's never seen again. Yeah, we never see him yeah. again. No, not until not until the spinoff series years not, and years yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but he's never seen again. He is referenced once in the finale. When, yeah. when they see Minkus and he goes, well, I've been over on that side of the school. And they're like, oh, we don't go there. And he goes, oh, okay. Oh, hey, Mr. Turner, wait up. That's that's the only indicator. And that's a funny that, joke, like, by the way. Oh, no. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. I get you. Yeah. Well, but, you know. What an I, episode I know to be your last one. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's like, because the way it comes out, it's like, oh, no. God didn't listen. He's dead now. Like, well, that's what you, you get for joining like that, a yeah. cult and turning your back on Jesus, Sean. Yeah. And I know what you might be thinking. I know Nikki. This is probably a very formative episode for her. It wasn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I've always had a fascination with weird spiritual 
like garbage and cults and shit and so watching this captivated my interest in that I was like oh it's it's a an episode about cults interesting um but then it you know the other cult also just kind of made me angry so um yeah dude. in my opinion this doesn't really hold up I don't think it really held up to scrutiny much back then either it is it, infamous to how it doesn't hold up it made me think man did I like this show because I that was terrible. Yeah, it, it was really, really was. bad. And as somebody who has watched Boy Meets World um, all the way through within the last few years, I gotta say, the show's really bad, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Like all, the whole show? The whole show is pretty awful. Dang. I remember um, loving the show, specifically same. Feeny and Eric. So, uh, I thought like, were funny. Feeny is, Feeny is the best part of the show. The last episode, I think, is the best episode in the series. Yeah. Um, like, I... I I want to say I think it gets better when they become adults, but I don't think that's true. Um, I want to say I wrote this note early in the seat in the episode. Topanga says, I want to go to Penn State. And then I thought to myself, and then give up my career for my husband so that he can be a teacher. I'm going to run a coffee shop. Later in the series, she gets accepted to Yale and she gives up on that for Corey. For for Corey. Yeah. By the way is a shitty boyfriend. Like, listen, this isn't supposed to be like a fucking treatise against Boy Meets World. But like <laughs> maybe maybe that will be the next episode of your your favorite TV show sucks. But uh, oh my god, yes, it it, uh, it has potential. Yeah, it has a lot of potential because I could rant for days about how bad this show is. Yeah, and, and like this is the most shocking thing that that the episode uh, or the show didn't hold up because I remember really liking this. I watched it all the time. I would get excited yeah. when new episodes were on, and I just watched this and like, well, one, there were three jokes in the entire episode. Like it was, really and they were all funny. bad. <laughs> they were all bad, and like almost all they were done by Eric and and Corey, and that Mr. was Mr. Mac had one. Yeah, and <clears throat> which was weird. Yeah, it's really fucking weird. And like TGIF, which is the this Friday block of family friendly shows uh, during primetime um, that this aired on originally, it did this randomly. Like Family Matters had an episode where they had a come to God moment uh, and and Steve Urkel was banished from uh, like his his family got mad at him for believing in God. And then they talked about all this stuff and like Full House did it multiple times. Like TGIF just really had this religious thing they did every now and then with their shows. And uh, I don't really know why that is. But um, yeah, Boy Meets World just I think did it more. Maybe not more yeah. than Full House, but <laughs> probably not more than Full House. But like the, I feel like it was more overt in Boy Meets World. Yeah, because yeah. in Full House, it was just part of every episode. Ultimately, towards the end, it was like every episode had a lesson, mm-hmm. and every episode had that moment where it was like, "Hey, Michelle, you can't do this. What did you learn?" And that wasn't like that with something with Boy Meets World. They didn't have every single episode did not have that moment. So when they had it, they went hard with it, like in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like Ben Savage is like Jew- Jew- Jewish. So yeah. Why, so like uh, yeah, yeah, that's right, weird. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder right, how he right. felt about that. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, I imagine he probably wasn't fussed about it because in Girl Meets World, he has an objectively worse, like Christian pushing episode. Does he really? Really? Oh my god! Yeah. So. Um, there's a Minkus-like character who says that he doesn't really believe, and um, the whole point of the episode is to convert him, more or less. 
Um, and at the end of the episode, uh, Ben Savage in the Feeney role um, as a teacher leads the kids in prayer in school. Oh. Sick. Oh. Eat sick. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> Love it. Big fan. <laughs> so, uh, so um, can I talk about one last thing before we yeah, wrap yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Yeah. Um, I mentioned this in the chat earlier before we started the show. It's very important that we talk about this. Oh yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're in the waiting room after Mr. Mr. Teacher Man has gotten in the motorcycle accident, and Topanga, who hasn't really been in the episode much, shows up, and she Corey is sitting in a chair, and Eric is sitting in a chair, and between them is a table, and Topanga sits on the table next to Corey, <laughs> and I flip the fuck out because imagine you're sitting in a waiting room, you're a stranger, and this girl comes in and sits on there's like fucking five empty chairs right next to Corey, right, and she sits on the table. Yeah. I don't know why that like got to me, but she's, I like she's I, the my, weird wacky hippie. My blood was boiling. I was like, some stage manager said, no, 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 for, for like doing the shot, we're going to have you sit here. Move a chair. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Move Why Corey do down do one. Like, <laughs> make a chair right next to him. Am I That's... in the cold? Are you... What is happening? <laughs> uh, another thing I noticed happened at the very beginning of the episode, uh, and that's that. One of the very first things that happens is Mr. Turner publicly shames Sean for doing poorly on his test. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, do Teacher they do that? The is that a normal thing? Do you like? Yeah. Can Can you just shout out? Hey, Fred got an H- F. Hunter bad. I was like, wow, this guy's not a very good teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Okay. All right. Does anyone you else deserve have- to get hit on the motorcycle? So I think. I think. <laughs> I think we can declare the uh, the space block as the winner of nostalgia. Yeah, big time. Yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. Turns out 90s yeah. sitcoms have problems. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this has been Stuff Weekly. Uh, we'll, we'll have a different theme next time. Uh, but until then, uh, I'm here with Nikki Wright, Matt Crua, and Amber Lee. And guys, don't die. Here's Don't. a good way to not die. Just get centered. Just get centered. We didn't mention that that was the catchphrase through the whole thing, so it doesn't Oops. make sense. <laughs>